Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is hair. H-A-I-R. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx. Thank you. Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. Fenneman, who's first to try for it? Well, a bachelor and a spinster, Groucho, selected by our studio audience just before we went on the air. And here they are, Miss Florence Fairbank and Mr. Max Willens. Come over here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, 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 let's see this. Uh, bachelor and a spinster, eh? Uh, Miss uh, Florence Fairbank, huh? You're a mighty fine-looking woman, Florence. And uh, Max Willens, that's, that's yeah, you, that's I me. presume. Huh? Welcome, youngsters, for the... Dis- <laughs> Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Miss Fairbanks, uh, where are you from? Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. FFV. FFV. What does that uh, mean? First family of Virginia. Oh. And who was the second family? Do you remember? (laughs) Now, uh, what sort of work do you do, uh, Miss Fairbanks? I'll call you Florence, huh? I'm a hostess. You're a hostess? Yes. Where? In one of your exclusive tea rooms. Oh. Well, I'm sure it's exclusive if you're the hostess, Florence. And Max, uh, you're a bachelor, eh? Yes, sir. Where, where are you from, Max? I, I was born in Vienna. Mm-hmm. You got a very big role uh, on you? <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been living in California? Oh, about uh, ten years now. Ten years? Eh? Yes, sir. You like it here? I love it. You miss Vienna? No, I don't. <laughs> Did you miss it when you were there? <laughs> On the contrary, I, I, I missed it. I never missed it. In fact, I, I left it because I wanted to miss it. I see. <laughs> well, you make an attractive couple, and as long as you're both uh, in California, you might just as well get married. <laughs> Max, did you say your name is Max? Yes, sir. Max, yeah. Is it easier to find a wife here than your hometown? No, I think it's easier to find them over there, but it's harder to get rid of them here. That's a very logical answer. Huh? Max, do you have a nickname, or should I just keep calling you Max? Well, they, they call me uh, Frenchie most of the time. Frenchie, I... that's because you're from Vienna? That's right. <laughs> Why do they call you Frenchie? I don't know. My, my accent, they, 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 everybody thinks I'm a, I'm a Frenchman. I can't speak French. I don't know any French. What sort of work do you do, Max? I'm a cab driver. Mm-hmm. What kind of taxi cab do you drive? A yellow cab. There's nothing yellow about the cabs in this town. They'll attack anybody. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us something about driving a cab. Have you ever had any unusual experiences on your job? Well, to tell you the truth, almost every experience a cab driver has is unusual. <laughs> But I could tell you a very interesting well, story. Well, I, I wish you would. I haven't told you any. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it happened to me while I was overseas in the OSS. Mm-hmm. I was living in a hotel there in, in Mayfair. 
and uh, you were really putting it on over there, huh? Yeah, I was a major. Oh, got a lot of made a lot of money. So uh, it was during the time of the bus bombs and those B twos. It was awful. So one Sunday morning, I was standing in in front of the mirror shaving, and all of a sudden the alert sounded, woo, woo, you know. So uh, two minutes Doesn't later, sound like an alert to me, huh? Two minutes later, the sounds like uh, a dame passing on the corner. Two minutes later, the first bus bomb came right over our hotel. It was awful. You ought to be working for Disney. <laughs> So uh, uh, I, uh, chambermaid came around the corner and... Was she shaving too? <laughs> she said to me, uh, with the typical English understatement, she said, aren't they a nuisance? I was scared to death. <laughs> and she said, aren't they a nuisance? Well, that's charming, I think. Huh? <laughs> I said, for goodness sakes, ma'am, why don't you move from here to Scotland or somewhere where there aren't any bombs? And the answer she gave me, I'll never forget. She said, oh, no, she said, Mr. Hitler is not going to tell me when and where to move. Well, that's <laughs> you know, oddly enough, that was the whole attitude of the British, and it was a great contribution to winning the war. Too. I should say so. Now, let's find out something about you, too. Max, uh, what is your age? I'm 62. Well, you're a very young-looking man, and I'd say you have a very honest meter. <laughs> how, how old are you, Florence? <laughs> Oh, I'm a little younger than he is. Are you sure your meter is as honest as his? Would you doubt it? No, I don't. Uh, Florence, how come a charming, attractive, intelligent, sweet girl like you hasn't married before this? Well, I guess I just haven't found the one I was looking for, that Prince Charming. Maybe mm. I've waited. You waited too, too long, yeah? Mm. Well, be careful when you're around Max. He'll charge you 20 cents for each five minutes <laughs> of waiting. <laughs> Max, why haven't you married? Well, uh, tell you the truth, I could only... That's what we're looking for. Huh? I could only marry a woman that, that I... That's what we all marry. <laughs> I could only marry a girl that I respect. And a girl that would marry me, I couldn't respect. Max, I don't think you're being very fair to yourself. Well, I think you have a charming personality and you seem like a very nice fellow. Remember Thank that you. the next time I get in your care. Thank you, sir. Now, Florence, tell me, if you found a handsome, eligible bachelor, would you be interested? I might be. Look at Max, his heart's going buckety, buckety, buckety. <laughs> or maybe that's just his meter ticking. <laughs> and now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,000 question. Right now, I want you to listen carefully to what Fenneman has to say. Throughout the country, you'll find that the DeSoto Plymouth dealers are well thought of in the communities in which they're located. They have gained the respect of their neighbors and business acquaintances by the way they run their DeSoto Plymouth dealerships. They have the old-fashioned idea of how a customer should be treated, with courtesy, fairly and squarely. And you'll find the spirit of fair play is reflected in every member of the DeSoto Plymouth organization, whether they're in the service crew, on the sales floor, or in the office. DeSoto Plymouth dealers also get their reputations because of the two superb cars which they handle. The brilliant DeSoto is one of the best engineered automobiles ever built. 
And it is a long, low car with beautiful lines and the most luxurious interior you can imagine. As you know, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. So look for these two great names linked together. DeSoto, Plymouth. All right, here we go. Now let's see if you two will get a chance at the $1,000. Fanneman, explain the rules. <laughs> well, you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions. And the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question later on in the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected composers of operas. Here's yeah. your first question. How much of the 20 will you bet? Talk right up, kids. Into the microphone. $10. $10. Okay. Who composed Tristan and Isolde? Tristan and Isolde, uh, Richard Wagner. Wagner is right, huh? And they're off to a great start. They have $30. How we ever did that and played shortstop for Pittsburgh at the same time is beyond me. How much have they got now? $30. $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $30 would you bet on your second question? $25. All right. Who composed Madame Butterfly? Uh, Giacomo Puccini. Puccini is right. Puccini, not, he not only gives you the first name, the last name, first name, everything. He's really a, a scholar, this man is, isn't he? They certainly are. Uh, he certainly is. How many, how many? <laughs> let's, let's get the tenses right. Now, how much have, how much have they got? They have we 55. are tensing tonight on the old... Ten- how much have they got? $55. Stop giggling, Fenneman, will you? You're a grown man with three kids. Huh? Here's your third question. How much of the 55 are you going to go for? 50. 50. Who composed Carmen? Uh, George Bizet. Bizet is right. <laughs> and he he was really busy when he wrote that too. Huh? Well, oh, they're, they're climbing now. How, how much did they got? One hundred and five dollars. One hundred and five dollar. Who is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much will you bet? No. All of it. All of it. All of it. What do you want five dollars for? All right, you ready? Yeah, I better make it easy. $105? Yeah. Here we go. Who composed Rigoletto? Giuseppe Verdi. Verdi is right. And they wind up with a grand total of $210. Thanks and good luck. Thanks and good luck from the Soda Plymouth dealers. That Max uh, is really a sharp cookie. You know the first <laughs> names of everybody. So I didn't even know the last name. Oh, <laughs> well, Groucho, the secret word is still hair. Okay. Uh, we invited some women dentists to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Dr. Ilyana Cosby. Her partner is a married man from the studio audience, Mr. Terrence O'Brien. And here they come. Folks, come on over here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life, and if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Now, let's see. Uh, uh, Ilana Cosby, is that right? Ilana. It rhymes I- with manana. Okay. Are you related to Bing? No, my husband uh, could be because his name is Cosby, and we're always confused. His name is Fairfax. Oh. Fairfax Cosby. Fairfax and where? Beverly? <laughs> the boulevard was named for him. It, he was? Yes, seriously. Oh, really? Oh, What's well, a mighty was. fine boulevard. Then. <laughs> and Terrence O'Brien. That's me. Hello. Well, I'm fine, and how are you? I'm all right. <laughs> you're, you're a dentist, uh, Eliana? I am. 
Where, where are you from? Los Angeles. Born here? No, in New York City. New York City? Yes. How long have you lived out here? I came here when I was three years old, and that was 25 years ago. <laughs> well, you're still in your teens, according to that. <laughs> and uh, Mr. O'Brien, uh, where, where are you from? Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Huh? How long have you lived up here? Oh, just, just a little bit shy of a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, how come you left Texas? Well, uh... I just want to see what it was like out here. All the money was, rich people. What about those oil wells in Texas? Well, I didn't have any. <laughs> now, what kind of work do you do up, Mr. O'Brien? Well, right now I'm a student, going oh, to school. Oh, you're just a boy, huh? That's all, just uh, a kid. Uh, how, old, how old are you? 32. <laughs> <laughs> you must be pretty near through high school by this time. Right? <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm going to school out here to, uh, to learn something more, you know. I finished high school. I'm going to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Some of my boys are here. No, those are girls from USC. <laughs> what do you contemplate doing when you uh, get discharged from college? I mean, do you have any particular profession you're going after? Or? No, I, uh, I haven't decided yet. Oh. Well, I think by the time you get to 50, you ought to come to some conclusion. <laughs> Now, Mrs. Uh, uh, Cosby, uh, aren't women uh, doctor? Mm-hmm. You can call me doctor, too. Huh? Oh, certainly. I was a doctor in a couple of movies. I made out <laughs> Matter of fact, I had a doctor of the movies after I got through it. Huh? <laughs> aren't, aren't women dentists quite unusual? No, they're about uh, 20 in Los Angeles alone. Well, if they're alone in Los Angeles, they're a lot better off than if they knew somebody. Huh? <laughs> Mr. Uh, uh, O'Brien, uh, you're a married man? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Really married. Mm-hmm. You have any children? I got two. Well, what are their names? Well, the oldest boy, three years old, is Patrick Michael O'Brien, and the youngest is 18 months, and he's Dennis Terrence O'Brien. He's a dentist, and he's 18 <laughs> months? <laughs> How did you meet your wife, Mr. O'Brien? Well, it was, uh, I'm Irish, and my wife was Irish, Dugan, and, uh, we were having a St. Patrick's Day party, and some of the boys were there, Shanahan, Donahue, and a couple of the others. And Nobody named Schwartz? <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine, Floyd Shanahan, we went out in the kitchen there and got in the batter, and we put a little bit of grog in it, just for the joke of it. And uh, <laughs> it seemed like the cakes didn't raise up right when they were baked. And uh, my wife... To be, she found out that I was the one that did it. She was the one who was baking the cake, and the cake flopped so bad, and so she slung it. I caught it. She threw the cake at you? She sure did. She says, if I knew you were coming, I'd have thrown a cake. Is that <laughs> and then that was the... Uh... Well, I, I realized the next day after I got well that... Uh... <laughs> what do you mean, you... I was ill. The cake was uh, hit me kind of hard. No, I had a little headache, and I get better later on, and and I realized it was uh, kind of a nasty trick, so I went back and told her I was sorry. And, uh, and Why were you sorry? I don't back. understand. Did she threw a cake at you, and it hit you in the face? Well, she... Uh, that's right, too. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I'd have it out with her if I were you, huh? Kids or no kids, huh? Now, Mrs. Uh, Cosby, uh, what advice do you have for saving teeth, Doctor? 
proper brushing of teeth, good nutrition. Excellent nutrition is one of the first things to pay attention to. The um, lack of uh, emotional tension and seeing your dentist, of course, quite frequently. How often? At least twice or three times a year. I see my dentist every week. He's going with my daughter. <laughs> it's not helping my teeth, any. As a matter of fact, it's not helping my daughter, any. <laughs> well, it's been wonderful having you both here. My thanks to both of you. And now we're going to proceed with our little game. Yeah? Now, let's see how you make out in the race with $1,000. You've got to work together as a team and run your $20 into more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman's going to remind our listeners. The Bachelor and the Spinster won $210. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected, complete the names. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Ten. 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 What king was known as the Lionheart? Richard. Richard is right. And we're on the way, Doctor. They have $30. Pat, it's quite evident that your uh, education hasn't been neglected. Remember, you're going for $1,000. How much of the $30 will you bet on your second question? 15 or 20? 20. 20. Shoot it. 20? What Western outlaw was known as the kid? Billy. Billy the kid is right. (laughs) Now they have $50. Here's your third question. How much of the 50 are you going to try? 40. What was the name of the Norseman who discovered Greenland? He was known as the Red. Eric. Eric the Red is right. They now have ninety dollars. You got ninety dollars. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the ninety are you gonna go for? Eighty. Talk up, kids. We'll shoot it all. Shoot it all. Shoot it. All right, you're gonna shoot it all. What gal who kicked the gong around was known as the moocher? Minnie. Minnie the moocher. And they wind up with a grand total of one hundred and eighty dollars. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Ogasho, the uh, secret word is still hair. 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 We invited some deputy sheriffs to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Audrey Lair. Her uh, partner is a symphony conductor, Professor Peter Meremblum. And here they come. Folks, come on in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers, and if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 instantly. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Miss uh, Audrey Lair. Yes, sir. That's you, huh? And a symphony conductor and a deputy sheriff. I'm a deputy sheriff. You're a deputy? Yes. Deputy. Where, are you, where are you from, Audrey? From San Francisco. Professor Peter Merenbloom. Are you any relation to Lovenbloom? <laughs> where, where, where are you from? I'm from <laughs> Yalta, Crimea. You're an Alta Crimea? <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like You look like a comparatively young man. Huh? I'm young man. Professor, are you married? Yes, sir. How long have you been married? Twenty-five years. Twenty-five years? Well, at least you should know the score. I do. (laughs) Well, you should after facing the music for 25 years. (laughs) Would I be amiss, Audrey, if I asked you how old you are? Not at all. It wouldn't be fun talking to you if I were amiss. (laughs) Well, how old are you? Twenty-eight. You're a mighty pretty girl, Audrey. Can't get over it. I thought all the Western sheriffs were old and gnarled and chewed tobacco. (laughs) <laughs> well, don't you even carry a six-shooter? Carry a thirty-eight revolver. You're pretty well healed, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and very well ankle, too, I might say. <laughs> Have you ever used your revolver, Audrey? Mm, no. 
Why don't you and I go out after the show tonight? Uh, I'd give you occasion to. Uh, I'm having walnuts for dinner. We can use your revolver to crack them. Uh. Fooled you, didn't I? Uh. You thought I went off half-cocked there, didn't you? Now, Sheriff, what do you do in your job? Do you ride a horse and catch bank robbers? No, it's the supervision and protection of the female inmates in the county jail. Oh, well, if they're behind the bars, what do they need protection for? <laughs> from themselves, from each other. Sometimes we get some pretty wild ones. Well, while you're about it, could you save me a wild one? <laughs> now, Professor Marenbloom, let's get back to you. What, what band do you lead? I call California Junior Symphony Orchestra. Is that a Dixieland jive outfit? <laughs> no, the junior artists consist of young people from 12 to 20 years old. Oh. Firehouse 5 plus 110, is that it? Huh? <laughs> now, Professor, I've not only heard of, of your orchestra, but I've also heard it, and I think it's the finest organization of its kind. You've done a remarkable job with those kids. Thank you, so much. <laughs> Do you have a professional name like... Hot Lips, Marenbloom? <laughs> uh, sometimes they call me Pied Piper of Hollywood. The Pied Piper? You mean all these kids are little rats? <laughs> <laughs> How many prisoners do you have in your jail, Audrey? <laughs> pretty close to 200. They must have some pretty hot uh, gossip sessions down there, eh? What, what do they talk about, Audrey? Oh, pretty much the same thing that men do. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> Sheriff, tell me, do men ever try to flirt with you? Yes. Even if you're wearing a uniform? I guess it doesn't make any difference whether I have my uniform on or not. Oh, I think it would make some difference. <laughs> I recommend that you at least... Well, thanks to you two, I know all about music and... Someday we must get together and sing the prisoner song. <laughs> Now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. I can't tell you how much our other couples won, but Fenneman's offstage to remind our listeners. The Bachelor and the Spinster are still ahead with their $210. Now here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected uses of money. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Ten. Talk yeah. up. Ten. Ten is ten. all right. Ten. $10. What do you call money taken by the government March 15th? Income tax. Income tax. <laughs> well, on the way, that isn't what I call it, but no matter, huh? <laughs> they have $30 now. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 30 will you bet on your second question? All right. 20 All right. What do you call 20. money you pay for speeding? Traffic fines. Fines is right. <laughs> they now have $50. You now have $50. Here's your third question. How much of the 50 are you going to go for? If we save 10 and bet 40, is that right. too much? Okay. 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 How much? Forty. Forty dollars. Mm. What do you call money you give to the community chest? Charity. <laughs> Contribution. Contribution is right. <laughs> You're now trying to ninety dollars. All right, you got ninety dollars, and here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? We stick on the same system. Up to you. Eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. What do you call money you receive from profits of a corporation? Assets. Now think mm, carefully. One answer mean? between you now. Profits received from a corporation. What do you call it? Well, 
network. No, no I, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's dividends. It's dividends. So we went back down. You were flirting around with it, Audrey. I didn't but, flirt uh, enough. Yes, and you wind up with ten dollars. Well, that's a shame. Why, why didn't ask me? I will tell you, David. Then. All right. Why well, didn't you? Another question. Well, I didn't Roger. know you. Were not the <laughs> <laughs> Roger, I have a, an extra question here. I, I think we should let them go home with a little more than ten dollars. All right. We're going to give you one question. more question. If you get it right, you win ten dollars. Now think hard. Now no help in the audience. Who wrote Beethoven's Fifth Symphony? Beethoven is right. But they still wind up with an actual ten dollars. Wait a minute. Uh, from stage, we are told that uh, Mr. Marenbloom said that he knew that answer. I knew that, but I thought it this privilege of lady to answer. Well, see. for being such a polite fellow. Well, I lost so uh, much money in stock market. I know it's different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, here. <laughs> <laughs> right, now, wait now, what do you want, Professor? Do, do you want the question again about Beethoven? Or no. do you? <laughs> 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 All right. You believe about the same. Eighty dollars. Here we go. What do you call money you pay when you're kidnapped? Can I answer? Yes, yes. Ransom. Ransom? Ransom is right. And they wind up with a grand total of $170. And that means the bachelor and the spinster with $210 get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth Big Question. Well, give me the question, Fenneman, and in just a minute we'll see if they're going to walk off with $1,000. If your car doesn't operate smoothly and efficiently day after day, well, you need the kind of service that DeSoto Plymouth dealers pride themselves on being able to give. For the DeSoto Plymouth mechanics are trained in the latest factory servicing methods. Special courses held regularly throughout the year keep these skilled men up to date on the newest of servicing techniques. Factory manuals, factory recommended lubricants, and factory inspected parts help to assure you that every job done on your car is done right. And this kind of service is reflected in the way your car performs, the way it starts on colder mornings, the way it serves you and your family week after week. So, for excellent car service, drive in wherever you see the sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. See you later, Audrey. <laughs> and here's the bachelor and the spinster, our winning couple. It's the last thing I ever did. All ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. All right, here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. When Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, he was watching a play in Ford's Theater. For $1,000, what was the name of that play? What is the answer you two have decided upon? We don't, don't know. know. Well, I, I'm sorry, but that is not the answer. The answer is our American cousin. That's the correct answer, so that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you won how much? Well, they, these people won $210. $210 in the quiz. Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Thank you. <laughs> 
Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth Dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Twilight reduces visibility. Reduce your speed accordingly. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. (laughs) 